Book 9, Chapter 2 of A Class Book of Old Testament History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Olivia. A Class Book of Old Testament History by George Frederick MacLear. Book 9, Chapter 2 David's Reign at Jerusalem. 2 Samuel, Chapters 5 through 7. 1048 through 1042 B.C. Every obstacle was thus removed that had hitherto prevented David's assuming the royal power over all the tribes. Ishbosheth was dead, Abner was dead, Mephibosheth was dead, Mephibosheth, Jonathan's only surviving son, was barely twelve years of age. The son of Jesse had long waited for his hour, and at length it was come. A deputation from all the tribes of Israel, Second Samuel 5, verse 1, repaired to Hebron, and formally offered him the crown. A solemn league was then entered into, and for the third time David was anointed amidst great rejoicings. At Hebron he had reigned for seven and a half years over Judah. He was now king of all Israel. His band of six hundred faithful followers had rapidly swelled into a great host, like the host of God. First Chronicles 12, verse 22. And now not only Dan and Judah and Simeon, not only Benjamin and Ephraim, not only the tribes beyond the Jordan, Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh, flocked around his standard, but Issachar sent men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. First Chronicles 12, verse 32. And Zebulun and Naphtali sent not only men, but the peculiar products of their rich territory. First Chronicles 12, verse 40 while a still more important accession consisted of four thousand six hundred warriors of the levitical tribe and three thousand seven hundred of the house of aaron headed by jehoiada and the youthful but valiant zadok first chronicles twelve verses twenty five through twenty eight upwards of three hundred thousand choice warriors of the flower of israel were thus gathered together to turn the kingdom of saul to david and join in celebrating the three days festival which greeted his accession to the throne first chronicles chapter twelve verse thirty nine his first act after his coronation was significant saul had always been content with the obscurity of his native gibeah and had cared little for any central point of union for the tribes as sovereign over all israel both north and south david resolved to move the seat of government from hebron nearer to the centre of the country no spot seemed to present so many advantages as the rocky mass on which rose the city of the jebusites it was neutral ground on the very meeting point of his own tribe and that of benjamin the lower city had once been taken by the warriors of judah judges chapter one verse eight but the fortress of the jebusites strong in its seemingly impregnable position had never been reduced the presence of so many warriors from all the tribes was favorable for making an attempt on so renowned a citadel and at the head of all his forces david advanced against it probably from the south as before the lower city appears to have been easily captured but again the fortress held out against every attack. Moreover, so convinced were the Jebusites of the strength of their castle, and of the ancient everlasting gates of its rocky ravines, that they merely manned its walls with the lame and the blind, Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 6, deeming them amply sufficient for the defense. Their taunts roused the wrath of David, and he promised that whoso first scaled the rocky sides of the citadel and smote the Jebusite garrison— should have the post of captain-general of all the forces. Thereupon the agile Joab climbed up first, and, as the conqueror of the fastness of Jebus, was rewarded with the post of commander-in-chief. 
the same office that abner had held under saul then without loss of time david took measures for securing his new possession he enclosed the whole city with a wall and connected it with the newly captured fortress and there took up his abode and thus the jebusite stronghold became the city of david the effect of the conquest of this celebrated fortress was very great the news no sooner reached the court of hiram king of phoenicia than he dispatched messengers to david with offers of artificers and materials for constructing a palace which was accordingly built and hither david removed his wives from hebron and increased his already numerous household second samuel chapter five verses thirteen through sixteen in other quarters the news was very differently received the philistines made two distinct attempts to crush the new king of whose powers they were well aware on the first occasion they came and encamped their numerous forces in the valley of Raphaim, or the valley of giants southwest of jerusalem and stretching thence halfway to bethlehem after duly inquiring of the lord david marched out against them and swept them away as though with a burst of waters whence he named the spot baal perazim the plain of bursts or destruction second samuel chapter five verses seventeen through twenty a second attempt of the same pertinacious foe met with no better success they were entirely routed and the fame of david went out into all the lands and the lord brought the fear of him upon all the nations first chronicles chapter fourteen verse seventeen his next care was to consecrate his new capital with religious associations after consultation with the chiefs of the nation he assembled thirty thousand from all israel second samuel chapter six verse one first chronicles thirteen verse one and went to kirjath jerim the village of the forests where the ark seems to have remained all through the reign of saul in the custody of the levite abinadab first samuel chapter seven verses one and two the sacred coffer was placed in a new cart drawn by oxen and with uzzah and ahio the sons of abinadab preceding it was escorted towards jerusalem amid great rejoicings and the sound of psalteries cornets timbrels and cymbals on reaching the threshing-floor of chidon or nachon first chronicles thirteen verse nine the oxen stumbled and uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark in a moment he fell dead second samuel chapter six verse seven this untoward event filled david with alarm the spot itself was henceforth known as perez uzzah the breaking or disaster of uzzah first chronicles chapter thirteen verse eleven and it was resolved to desist from any further attempt at present to remove the sacred coffer accordingly it was carried aside to the house of obed-edom the gittite that is probably a native of gathramon a town of dan allotted to the kohathatite levites of whom obed-edom was one where it remained three months second samuel chapter six verses ten and eleven first chronicles thirteen verse thirteen meanwhile david prepared a new tabernacle at jerusalem and hearing that the presence of the ark had brought a blessing to the house of obed-edom he assembled the levites and zadok and abiathar the two representatives of the aaronic family and bade them prepare for the duty of removing the sacred symbol solemn purifications neglected on the previous occasion first chronicles fifteen verses twelve through fourteen were now performed and the levites arranged in orderly divisions with singers and musicians the elders of israel and captains of the host set out for the house of obed-edom on this occasion the levites as enjoined in the law lifted it with the long staves passing through the rings of the ark and raising it upon their shoulders commenced the joyous procession first chronicles chapter fifteen verse fifteen when they had advanced six paces second samuel chapter seven verse thirteen 
it was clear that the lord was this time helping them and the procession paused to offer a sacrifice of seven bullocks and seven rams in token of thankfulness for this proof of the divine favor then the march was resumed amidst shouting and the joyful sounds of all kinds of music headed by david himself in an ephod of linen and by the singers and levites arrayed in white vestments as they ascended the path leading upwards toward the ancient fortress of the jebusites the king carried away by the associations of this great day not only played on a stringed instrument but accompanied the music with leaping and dancing at length the city was reached and the gates of the ancient fortress lifted up their heads as the symbol of the presence of jehovah the king of glory the lord strong and mighty entered in psalm twenty four verses eight and nine and was placed within the awnings of the new pavilion tent that had been prepared for it a series of burnt offerings and peace offerings were then celebrated and the king blessed the people and dismissed them to their homes with ample presents a single untoward incident marred this the greatest day in david's life as the procession passed under the windows of her apartments Michal, the daughter of saul deeming david's dance undignified despised him in her heart second samuel chapter six verse sixteen and when at the conclusion of all the gorgeous ceremonial he entered his house to bless his family second samuel chapter six verse twenty she came out to meet him but in place of congratulations taunted him with his indecorous appearance that day david replied with great bitterness to this untimely scoffing and Michal had no child unto the day of her death first samuel chapter six verse twenty three the construction of his own palace and the reception of the ark within the folds of a new tabernacle in zion the desire to build a more ample and permanent temple for jehovah the design received the divine approval but it was intimated to him by nathan the prophet that as he was a man of war and blood first chronicles twenty eight verse three so peaceful a work would be better reserved for another the refusal however was accompanied by a promise of the permanence of his dynasty the mercy of jehovah should not be taken from him as it had been taken from saul a son of his own should carry on the work and his throne should be established forever second samuel chapter seven verses twelve through seventeen first chronicles seventeen verses three through fifteen end of book nine chapter two recording by olivia